Here's a question about the best of 2018. So say you you had to name a best bar in terms of somebody's going to AC for the first time and they are like, I want to go to a really good bar. Is it Piccolily or are you like, eh, actually? No, of course not. <laughs> You're not like, it is the most AC experience, go there. I mean, I can't even, like, that's so far from being me, though. I'd just be like, talk to Greg, he'll be able to help you. I would probably say the bar at the Continental. I don't know. Wet Willies, I think, is the best answer. Multiple locations throughout the city. Howdy, it's Thursday, January 17th, 2019, and this is episode 90 of Do For A Win, the Atlantic City and Casino Biz Podcast. I'm Kyle Askin, joined, as always, by Craig Stone. What's good, Craig? 90 seems like a lot. It's 10 away from 100, man. That's crazy. I mean, granted, been... that's going to be, you know, almost five months. Yeah, we'll see. We are doing probably our first episode a week after doing another episode in probably a couple years but yeah a very long time because it used to be commonplace back in the old days it's true back in the old days of our slightly more than three-year-old podcast yeah uh yeah 2015 to 2019 obviously four years old <laughs> yes started there's like... no other way <laughs> to measure that yeah, i think you're right so what happened in 1990? Uh, the Trump Taj Mahal opened for business on April 2nd. The big grand opening was April 5th. So if you go and look up which date it opened, you'll see different dates. But they actually started accepting customers on April 2nd. Much like the Hard Rock and Ocean started bringing in customers on June 27th, but their grand openings were June 28th. How'd that work out? Was that just an immediate success? It made a ton of money. Or you mean the double openings? <laughs> the Taj was either way instantly. I think the top grossing casino. Yeah, no, it was. Unfortunately, it still had some bankruptcies because debt, baby. Yeah, I had a lot of debt. It's good to finance things on junk bonds. I think is what we learned. Yeah, no, certainly the Taj came in with a a big. Uh, splash and you know right around the same time as the mirage and vegas and those two things seem comparable to me in my mind nah not really (laughs) one has held up better than the other one is although we we, we, we both enjoy the current iteration of the taj so that's that's true it only needed about 500 million dollars in renovations to get (laughs) to that point uh, so then the other thing that happened in 1990 that I laugh about every time I think about it is that the Bally's Tower, the big pink Bally's Tower actually opened in 1990. So, so here's my question for you. And I don't know the answer, but I think it's close. Is that more or less than a hundred years after the Dennis Hotel opened? <laughs> I think it's a little less. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. Let's, let's go to the tail of the tape. Um, so while you're doing that. The funny, the reason I think it's funny is because if you walk out of the elevator in the Bally's Tower, it does not look like 90s. Yes, that is definitely true. It took a long time to build that tower, but stylistically, 
I think, you know, 1990s, basically 80s stylized. I mean, I don't know what to say about the style of that tower with just brass and mirrors everywhere, but was that still popular in 1990? I don't know. It's very (laughs) gaudy and does not hold up as classy at all. (laughs) So I'm seeing 1870s for the Dennis Hotel, but... uh... 100 plus years. It's amazing. Anyway, uh, despite that, uh, it's it's not as embarrassing when I look at it as the Valley Tower. It's actually quite nice looking from the outside. The, the Dennis, Dennis Hotel, Tower. right? Agreed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, as With, long as uh, Harry's right in the middle, and yeah, I mean, the funniest thing to me is just the concrete box that is the actual casino of Valleys. <laughs> that's right next, like literally yeah. two feet from the from the Dennis Tower. Yes, our friend really Andy, fun. who had the room directly <laughs> facing that. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, if you're, if right. you're in a room in the Valley Tower that looks that direction. The it, Dennis Tower, it, you mean? No, in the Valley Tower that oh, looks okay. that direction. It is really funny to see just, like, Dennis Tower and literal concrete box. Like, just, it looks like they just plopped a big square piece of concrete right next to it. And we're like, casino here. Done. <laughs> So I have an important question for you before we get into the uh, the agenda. Okay. Are are either of us going to use our celebration dinner this year? Seems like no. <laughs> I mean, I have a restaurant. I have a casino a half hour from my house. It's there true. surely is no excuse for me not to get up there one night, right? Right. I mean, I only have two weekends left. We missed our chance in, at Atlantic City. We thought that was going to happen, and it fell through. And then... We had kicked around a last-minute trip to Maryland to go to Giada or whatever, Gordon Ramsay Steak. Gordon Ramsay, yeah. Uh, but it just couldn't come together. We would have had to move too much stuff around, and it's like, eh, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work for a $100 dinner. Yeah, to pay like 40 dollars in tolls probably to get a $100 dinner. <laughs> or like $300 in Amtrak tickets. Yeah, and drive eight eight hours, right, with the kids. Yeah. Seems good. We'll see. I'll, I'll keep everyone updated. I still have time. Yeah. But saving grace, potentially the Wyndham status match and re-status match that we were hoping will work. Unclear if that will work come February 1st, but if you have Total Rewards Diamond, you can match just online. You can just There's a website where you just go do it, and it does it instantly to become Wyndham Diamond. And then if you're Wyndham Diamond, you can match that to Total Rewards Diamond. So it's unclear to me if you can just be like, Match total rewards to Wyndham on January 31st. Match Wyndham to total rewards on February 1st. Like, I don't know if that there's a system in place that will just be like, hey, wait yeah, a minute. Yeah, I don't know. I know, like, it total rewards, and, like, I don't think many other casino properties do this. They very specifically call out in their terms that you're not allowed to match two diamond two years in a row. But I'm not really sure. So so what I'm interested to see is I'm I was not actually technically a match. Oh, because right. you won it at the first uh, Zorkfest? Right. So I think it's technically a VIP upgrade. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if I could... I You know, I have M-Life Gold, so I don't, potentially I could just take that sometime and say, like, hey, match this, and maybe yeah. they would let me. I don't know. I'm, I'm interested to see. Well, I got... When I got mine matched, I got questioned about it specifically. Right. It's like, have you ever matched in the past? And I was like, no, I haven't. Which is true. I actually haven't. Right. So. You earned your diamond, sir. But now I am planning to just do it online, hopefully. Yes, that that would be nice, but I don't know. I may I my expectation, my pessimistic expectation is they'll have to go in person and then they'll be like, Hey, wait a minute. 
not only did you get upgraded, but we fought you on getting that extended a year, and we extended it a year. <laughs> mm-hmm. So we'll see. Speaking of big events in Atlantic City, <laughs> since you got yours at Zorkfest, right? I did, yeah. There is, uh, there probably could be no bigger event in Atlantic City than Gamblepalooza, which is coming tax day weekend in April. To technically host that, is it Cousin Vito, I guess, that put together at least the first one up in Foxwood? So I guess he's the official host. Yeah, it seems like it. He's kind of the the main guy. Um, Mm -hmm. Not much about it right now has, has come out. Just we know that Mark and Dr. Mike from You Can Bet On That are going. Yeah, and what I've heard is it's going to be uh, just Saturday, April 13th, and Sunday, April 14th, and mostly, I mean, I think it sounds like it's going to be at Ocean for the most part, though they're going to do things all around the city, right? Uh, I don't even, I haven't even heard that much, so Mm -hmm. I I think the thing to do is to listen to Cousin Vito, go to CousinVito'sCasino.com to check on that for updates, Uh, nothing up yet, but... And also, you know, Vegas Confections and follow Eric Rosenthal, E. Rosenthal 1029 on Twitter. I expect all of those things will lead you in the right direction since I'm guessing if it's mostly ocean, Eric's probably doing a lot of the <laughs> the work on that. But um, so the big question is, are we going April 12th to 15th, Kyle? So unfortunately, I am in Miami during that weekend with my family, so I cannot make it, which is a shame given that I miss Zorkfest as well and have not actually done any of these events like this ever. So how about you, Craig? I'm tentatively going to Nashville. <laughs> so, so I, I hadn't heard that. That must be new. I, well, we knew it was going to be at some point that week and it's just a matter of figuring out with oh, because my it's, parents. It's your wife's spring break, right? Right. So it's a matter of figuring out like which part of the week works best for my parents it, take the kids. Is it your spring break as well? No, but it does, I'll, so I'll just be taking leave. I don't actually uh-huh. get time off for spring break, but um, but it's our kids' spring break, so they're off anyway, or at least my daughter's off. Uh, so th- that's the plan. It seems like the earlier part of the spring break is easier, which is this that weekend. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I don't know. We'll see. If, if it gets pushed, I'm going to make every effort to make it down. Um, not only for Gamblepalooza, but because April 12th, the Friday leading into Gamblepalooza, is Kenny Loggins at Ocean. And if I am there, I will be going to Kenny Loggins at Ocean. I just want to make that known. <laughs> I know we have a bunch of listeners who would probably be right there with you. I think there are people probably listening to this like, <laughs> he's just messing around. No. Well, if they did not listen to like three episodes ago, they might do that. When apparently, unknown to me, because Kenny Loggins sucks, you dropped like 10 Kenny Loggins song titles. I think it was more like six or seven. Yeah, (laughs) there are a few. It's good. It's good for me. And that's all that matters. We should talk about the news. Yeah, we should actually talk about the news. There's a lot of it. uh, I guess the the big piece of news that came out, uh, it was a little bit before we recorded the Best of 2018 episode. Yeah, it was like within the day of or the day before right. messing with us. But uh, there, it seems like, well, I guess it's confirmed that Ocean has been sold. Uh, we don't know exactly to who yet, though the rumor posted by Scott Cronick is that it was to Wind Creek Hospitality, who also 
agreed to buy the Sands Bethlehem in March 2018, though they are not the owner of that yet, right? Yeah, that's, that it still has not gone through. So, so Scott Cronick said that he has very good sources who told him that. We've also seen rumors that uh, Luxor Capital Group, I think, a New York City-based hedge fund, who is one of the investors in Ocean already, mm-hmm. is just going to buy it. Um, so that's just that's something that's just been floating around like the Facebook groups. But uh, so I don't know. You know, we don't know who the owner is going to be, who the buyer is going to be. There's been crazy stuff thrown around, like MGM is buying it, like that. Yeah. I eat my hat if MGM is the buyer of Ocean. Like that's just not going to happen. <laughs> um, you know, Boyd. I think people are like eager to have them back in the market. I don't think they're going to be the buyer. They may even have a, like a non-compete <laughs> saying that they won't. <laughs> but uh, who knows? Yeah. So um, basically, whoever it is that's buying it has agreed to put seventy million dollars in investment into the resort. And I know, like, I got a chuckle out of some of the things that was mentioned that this money would be spent for, like opening a buffet and things like that that they were plant <laughs> one, one would hope that it wouldn't have needed outside investment for that but as we've talked a lot about ocean has not done well at all financially so i guess that's where we're at now so so the new owner as we said 70 million dollar investment casino connection ac which is run by i think global gaming business uh posted an article saying that luxor capital group who i mentioned basically demanded that dyfic sell uh and and that they will keep the management in place. So, like, very little will change. It will operate as it currently is operating. They just wanted somebody maybe with more secure finances in place. So thanks to Ed O'Connor for sending me that me that article. I'll link to that. I'll link to the Wayne Perry article that we talked about, about Tyfik confirming he sold the place. Um, some other stuff worth mentioning is that I, I know Tyfik, when he first was buying it, you know, seemed like he had plenty of capital to to pay for this thing, and um, like they had a really long runway. Like that was the one, one of the things they kept talking about, and it seems like that maybe was not really true. And a couple of hints about that were: first of all, um, David Danzis of the Press of AC wrote an article noting that Dyfic took out a hundred seventy five million dollar loan from J P Morgan less than four weeks prior to the June twenty eighth opening. <laughs> so you know, clearly. Right before opening, he took out a bunch of money, which indicates that he wasn't actually like flush with liquid capital that he could use to give himself this long runway. Um, so that was interesting. And then I remember very much from the Casino Control Commission hearing, and I'll link to an article from Amy S. Rosenberg mentioning this, that Dyfic was like almost in tears about investing in this. And they asked him, like, what does your family think about you doing this and he said we rolled all of our dice it's been much harder uh it's taken a lot to get here so it seemed like he maybe put more of his money in than he thought he was going to have to that's like a lot of connecting the dots and speculation but it does make me wonder if they did not have the runway that they thought they were going to have and certainly if luxor capital group is forcing him out i think those that would be the Maybe the logical connection, maybe it's jumping to quite a long leap to conclusions, but... Uh, I mean, it, it's quite possible, and I have no idea. I mean, clearly they're a private company, or, you know, you, the finances aren't super public, at least that side of mm-hmm. of it. 
But certainly when you're making $11 million two months in a row in Atlantic City, things aren't going the way that anyone would have hoped they would have gone. And if there were any concerns with liquidity, that would pretty much put it to the test immediately, I would think. Yeah, that, that's that's a good point. Like potentially he had in his mind, you know, we're going to be making even $20 million, Twenty, which, yeah. which they didn't do. And that is a huge, huge difference. There's a there's a lot of in in most hotels and I, I assume it's this way for casinos. There's even when there's not a lot of financial leverage, which I know there is a lot of financial leverage in Ocean. There's a lot of operational leverage where, like, it's a very big jump in profitability for a much smaller jump in revenue in, in hotels. So yeah. yeah, so it's it's interesting. I mean, just how all this how this all this unfolded. Certainly, you know the rumors and then. I you know normally these rumors are around for a very long time and the fact that this got this happened in just a few days it was only 6 months from opening until the sale like that's kind of crazy but um so what do you think what what do you want to see from a 70 million dollar investment in the property having spent some time at Ocean So I was thinking back to what we were talking about in the last episode and the problem with Ocean has always been that, you know, you talked a lot about how Hard Rock has like a cohesive theme and it's more than the sum of its parts, I think. That was something you brought up when you mm-hmm. deemed it the best hotel casino in Atlantic City. When I correctly labeled it. <laughs> sure. <laughs> and and so, like, I think Hard Rock is more than the sum of its parts. And I think the Borgata has always just always been equal to the sum of its parts but all the parts are like really really nice right and ocean has always been like much less than the sum of its parts i think right so so that's a really interesting point because i was i was listening back to our best of episode and i was thinking about ocean and i was thinking like it is a gorgeous property it has the best beautiful it has the best rooms it has just like a gorgeous gaming floor it has by all accounts what i assume to be the best conditions for high rollers to play just knowing that you know eric plays there and that jim from new york plays there and i trust their judgment that if that's where they play that's the best place for them to play right and like so it checks all these boxes but like things always i don't know it's very disjointed and things always seem to go wrong there somehow like i don't think i've ever had like just a perfect experience there it's like there's always some service issue or like just the disjointedness of it all. Like the fact the casino is so separate from the rest of the property. It's, I don't know. It's just like a very strange thing. And, you know, $70 million, if you big complaint is that it, how disjointed it is, like you can't do anything with that. Right. Um, I mean, yeah. And if we're going back to some of the parts, right? Like even the dining is, is, very good when you think about individually the dining, but it's hard to wrap your mind around the dining as a whole because it feels all very separate. Like, you know, Amada and Dolce Mare, I think, and, and Villain and Saint and American Cut, like all the spaces get very good reviews. They have a lot of bars that are very nice, a lot of spaces that are very nice. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot. I, I mentioned Hard Rock being a place that you really want to explore. I feel the same way about Ocean, but I just can't put all those things together in my mind, I think, because they didn't do a good job of putting all those things together. In so the that, hotel, yeah, in the hotel, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it is it is very interesting, and you're right. It's very hard to wrap your mind around what seventy million dollars does to fix that because seventy million dollars is not 
a huge sum really no and there's not like one thing i can say like oh like they need to redo the rooms or like oh they need to fix this on the casino floor because like they don't have any of those problems like all the individual parts are very nice yeah i mean one thing a lot of people have mentioned in both our facebook group and the everything ac casinos facebook group is finishing out all the rooms that because there are a bunch of floors that are actually don't have finished rooms on them so like whether it's building out those rooms or furnishing those rooms or whatever it is, I'm not sure. But, you know, adding a bunch of rooms so that your maximum capacity on, on those big summer weekends is much higher. I've seen that, but I don't know if more room stock is, like, really what they need or, like, what Atlantic City in general needs. I mean, it's it's a thing to do, and it it wouldn't hurt for those big summer weekends. But I just don't know. It's It's hard for me to like wrap my head around like what the solution for ocean is so and if i don't if i'm not able to do that i don't know if i can tell you how 70 million dollars can help yeah i mean the biggest thing to me we kept saying it's it feels sort of incomplete right so just finishing out those little things that you know are coming to make it feel a little more complete maybe would make a big difference but i don't know i mean it's just like when you think about like how far apart like top golf is compared to like American cut compared to villain and sink compared to like the sky bar. Like I just feel like it's like miles away, like physically, like to get from any one of those places to another, it would, those distances would all feel much smaller if there wasn't just a bunch of empty retail or empty floor space in between. If you didn't have to like leave the casino to get to half of them. Yeah, that's true. And that's one right? thing Borgata does extremely well, right? Like you you're always never more than a few same... steps yep, from the casino floor. Yeah, that's an interesting point. I don't know. I mean, I, the more I think about it, the more I think that's the real problem with Ocean. Which, it, I mean, I think I said that the layout was the problem with Ocean before it even opened. But the more I, the more I think about it, the more I kind of double down on that belief. Yeah, although maybe it's one of those things where if you spent a lot of time there, you would not feel that way. Because I know I felt that way. I used to feel that way about Borgata. I used to think the layout of this place, like, I can never understand it. Like, I never know which direction I'm going. And now there's some more time there. I'm like, that's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> that is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, right. I doubt Ocean is definitely more confusing because it's got this weird sort of, like, Oculus shape to it. It's confusing. I know where everything is. It's just disjointed. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of this big oval with, like, offshoots. Right. And, like, like little fins. <laughs> yeah and like stairs to get everywhere or like you know elevators Elevator or whatever yeah so we'll see when that actually gets finalized i mean we mentioned if it really is that wind creek hospitality you know they've taken now at least 10 months to finalize <laughs> that sands purchase so who knows what's actually gonna happen <laughs> um i mean we still haven't figured out for sure who it is so it could be a slow right. process all right data data it's good Our data favorite subject uh the best data uh, except for the casinos in Atlantic City. Yeah, it's it's not great. I mean, the macro number is fine. Yeah, if you ignore that there are two new casinos. Which is as it has been. So just to give like kind of a brief rundown of the data, I will say the number one thing that jumps out to me is like how very, very similar the numbers are to November. Oh, yeah. Overall, it's uh, like $100,000 gain or loss from November. Uh, into december um so the monthly the 
the one winner year over year was resorts. They were up about 2.3%. Uh, everybody else was down and obviously hard rock and ocean are neither up nor down since they weren't here last year. Uh, the big losers, the, the four casinos at or above 10% or close enough were Caesars at basically 9.8% down. Uh, the nugget was 10% down. Bally's was 13% down and Harris was 19.3% down. <laughs> yeah. That's not great. No, nah, it's not the best. So CET definitely pulling up the rear as they have the entire year. And, uh, is there anything more you want to, what, anything you want to say about December before we talk to about whole year? Well, so there were no sub $10 million properties, which is, was our bet. Um, yeah. ocean came in actually a little higher than November, which is not too surprising because it's, uh, includes New Year's Eve and right. a lot, lots of days when people are off between Christmas and New Year's, but, um, up 1.7%. It's actually $1 million worse than Revels last December, which was, I think, December, 2013, uh, <laughs> Hard Rock did $23.6 million, which was good for third place. They were actually up 10% from November. Uh, mm-hmm. And then the top two were the same as we've always had. Tropicana in second at 26.1. And Borgata, more than double them, $57.44 million. It's just a lot of money. Uh, so they just continue to do really well. And so I, I mean, that's pretty much the December stuff. I I was feeling good about my... My $10 million bet, because this would still mean that you need a big drop in January or February for you to win, except I think the, A, bad weather last weekend, potentially bad weather this weekend. Yep. <laughs> and By all ins- accounts, the far out weather forecast says it's going to be very cold and snowy until the end of February, which I don't know if that means anything. I don't know if those far weather forecasts are reliable at all, but yeah. So long weekend this weekend, which normally is a good thing, except, except it's going to snow. It's going to snow and it's going to be like 16 degrees on Monday. So those two things are not good. And I just got from hard rock. I just got, Hey, do you want to come on Friday for free? (laughs) Never Uh, good on a holiday weekend. So it's not, I'm, I'm nervous. I think, so I was saying I, I was like 40% confident and you were saying you're like 60% confident. Um, I'm now like, I think I've got like a 15% chance of of winning the bet. Yeah. <laughs> and I think it's going to be January if it happens. You like think, I just... you think, I mean, February is, if it's going to happen, it's going to be like, I think February is usually the worst month of the year, right? Yeah. I mean, you it's would short, think. It's horrible weather. I just think the first two weekends having bad weather is going to be bad, but and, and the, the uncertainty about the ocean sail, I think, causes some problems. Like when you really see crappy numbers, is when people start thinking, like, Ugh, "Why am I investing in a place that maybe is not going to be here?" <laughs> right? Yeah. So when there start being rumblings about a place closing, then people really start pulling out. I mean, that's not what we're talking about here, but you know, if people aren't sure if the players club program is going to stay the same or whatever. It certainly seems like it is, but if people are worried about it, then you could see yeah, people like the, massively there pulling out. Does seem to be a big effect. Once people hear that there's like a property in trouble or going through a sale, it seems like it changes people's behavior, which I think is a little strange, but it happens. Well, I mean, if, if you are a player who wants free rooms, like you're not going to go keep playing at a property where there's not going to be rooms. <laughs> right. <laughs> Like Fair, that but weird. that's not what the case is here. Right. Uh, so full year data, any thoughts? 
so just to talk a little bit about the full year data, we, there was one year-over-year winner, and it was very, very close, and that was the, the nugget, up 0.76%, so up about three-quarters of a percent. Which is funny, because they had a horrible Q4 and a bad, bad yeah, they had a, December. <laughs> yeah. They had a bad Q4 and, like, yeah, I mean, I think that their Q1 and 2 really kind of carried them. Yeah, I mean, their Q3 was, like, not, it was down a little, not as bad as everybody else. Right. You're right. Yeah, when everybody else was doing really bad in those first six months, like, they were up, like, 10% in Q2 and uh, 3% in Q1. So, you know, they were the only winner in Q1. They were by far the biggest winner in Q2. So that really yeah, carried Q2 them. they slayed. So, yeah. um, And the losers, I'll say, uh, the big losers were, well, Caesars was the biggest loser. They were down 13.4% uh, from last year. Uh, Bally's was the second biggest loser, down almost 10%, at 9.8%. And then the third biggest loser was Harrah's, at down 8.7%, more or less. So is there any connection between those three properties, Craig? It could be. They could all be owned by <laughs> Caesars Entertainment, but I'm not entirely sure. Yeah. Um, you know, the next biggest decliner was Borgata at 5.9%. Yeah, so, but it's a pretty big drop from three Caesars properties down to the next one. And then it seems like... Trop and Resorts actually did just fine by their standards. They were down 2 and 3%, basically, respectively. So, right, like that's not that big a difference. No. Yeah. And Resorts mean, was actually the only property that was up in Q4. And we mentioned they were also the only property that was up in December. But Yeah, good for Resorts, um, yeah. which, you know, maybe they're sort of getting some runoff from the other two big properties. But, man, like Caesars Entertainment. Those three properties, that was, that was a bloodbath for them in December and in Q4 and in the year of year. Like, that's awful. Yeah. No. I, I mean, we've talked a lot about Caesars and their issues and Caesars especially Bally's and Caesars. Yeah, Caesars losing more than Bally's was really surprising to me. But the Harris declines, I think, the you know, the big decline for Harris, I guess the December, like month over month, it's kind of hard to right. say but you know Hera's down 17 percent in q4 like that's really weird because they're not on the beach so you wouldn't expect them to be so seasonally dependent as as the boardwalk properties they are the ones that got the most renovation money so for yeah. them to have the worst q4 of anybody by a lot you know by almost six percent like that's it's crazy i wonder if there's like you know there's certainly we're not in a recession or anything now but there's economic headwinds and people are starting to talk about how they think we might be in a recession and you know next year in a couple of years and I, I wonder if the fact that they're so geared towards conferences and that kind of traffic if that's gonna either has started to hurt them or if it will be hurting them sometime in the near future yeah given that that's what they've kind of geared up for with the new conference center and the the all their renovations being on the towers adjacent to that conference center yeah or maybe they're you know filling the hotel with conference attendees and, and they're not gambling blocking out sure. the gamblers yeah it's well, possible fair, and, fair enough. Maybe and, and remember that. these these numbers that we talk about here until the profitability numbers come out which are going to be for another month or so i don't think are all just gambling revenue so you could be right yeah uh so speaking of the data the the 10 million dollar bet that we have our bet is for $10 million. No, whether or not there will be a property that 
comes in under $10 million. I feel like I need a new item for the end of the show notes every episode. You mm-hmm. know how we had, you know, Revel still closed. We had Serial yep. Town. still closed. Not, like, yeah, Serial Town not yet open. I think we need just, a, like, a line item about bets that I still have outstanding that I owe, that I have not settled with you. <laughs> yeah, you still owe me for... Uh, a meal at the Hard Rock. Yeah, Hard Rock opening first by hours by like two hours yeah <laughs> and now potentially very soon 10 bucks 10 bucks a rough 10 dollar bet that's gonna be good yeah when i win unless i don't that's true it would be nice if you did not win yeah for me and for atlantic city yep so when you go to atlantic city make sure you go play at ocean a little bit like just ocean so and bally's a little bit just inch to them up make sure toward, yeah right so Anyway, I think that's enough uh, with the numbers. Do you want to talk a little bit about, uh, well, I guess we got a report. Was it from Linda in the Facebook group? Yes. That Golden Nuggets resort fee went up from 15 to $20. Yeah, confirmed. I checked that. That is the case. Yep. So w- what is the status? Like, what are the, what's left that's $15? Don't is think tro- anyone? Not, so Trop and Borg were 15 recently ish are they all 20 is everything no, 20 golden, now? golden nuggets the cheapest so 20 at golden nugget includes everything mm-hmm. so okay. so borgata it includes is, the tax the and the five dollar whatever fee yeah so so there are there are a bunch that are 15 so there's right. so there's borgata golden nugget hard rock are all 15 okay. but borgata and hard rock add some taxes on top of that so they end up being slightly more than 20 bucks whereas golden nugget just ends up being a flat 20 bucks so golden nugget is still the cheapest uh-huh. uh bally caesar's hair is the most expensive oh yes yeah thirty two twenty one. um ocean is 27.99 and then everybody else is right in that like 20 to 22 bucks range mm-hmm. oh trop is 24.50 so yeah i mean everything's in the 20 to 30 dollar range it's it's annoying but it's better than vegas but it's way better than vegas that's for sure <laughs> paying thirty two twenty one a night for Bally's. For Bally's for resort yeah. fee is just a slap in the face. But whatever. is Bally's really a resort? Yeah, it's it's a stretch. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So our friends at Route Forty have been talking a bunch about uh Carl Icon and what he's been up to. And I don't know. What has our friend Carl Icon been up to? <laughs> but he's been consolidating all of his paperwork for the Trump Plaza. I know that one of the outstanding items was to get the, what was it? Was it the lease for, it was one of the leases. Like he didn't own absolutely everything to go along with the actual property that he did own. Mm -hmm. Was it the lease to the casino or something like that? Ground lease for the boardwalk fronting property. Uh, Okay. Near on Pacific Avenue. Yeah, sure. So there was some piece of it he didn't own and he, gathered that up and the rumor was that he was just so he could do whatever it is he's going to do whether it be sell or tear down or whatever yeah so i think i think that ground lease is the thing that he had to uh pay a million dollars a year for like a hundred years <laughs> uh-huh. like through some crazy i think it was through like 2073 or something um so that uh has been terminated um so that's a big thing 
But, yeah, I mean, the speculation is that he's, you know, looking to sell it. Who in their right mind would ever buy that property? Yeah, 2078. Good question. I mean, dead center location on the boardwalk. Uh, it's, I mean, you have to tear it down. You yeah, have to you avoid really all the pipes that go into Boardwalk Hall, apparently. Yeah, they'd have to reroute the HVAC. That was the big thing that's delaying any kind of demo- demolition. I wonder if you came in and played nice, nicer than Coral Icon, who is not known for playing nice with anyone. Yeah. If Including... CRDA would pitch in and try to help you out. Yeah, local 54. Yes. <laughs> um, in case you're wondering what we're talking about. Kyle Icon was the, Carl Icon was the owner of the Trump Tosh Mall when it closed and yep. when all their workers went on strike. Uh, so... That's one thing about our friend Carl and what he's mm-hmm. doing. Um, so worth following and seeing if that ends up with Trump Plaza being demolished, him being totally out of Atlantic City, which seemed like it might be close to happening. Except he has recently been building a stake in Caesars Entertainment. <laughs> so. Well, that's that's his MO, right? Yeah. Uh, certainly we've talked plenty about how Caesars has been apparently punished for having basically incompetent leadership and Carl Icahn, if he's not good, if he's good at anything, it's at coming in and bullying the board to kick out incompetent leaders and put competent people in their place. And that's how he makes his money. Yeah. It's an activist investor, right? Yes. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, he's probably going to come in and have some heavy hand about, you know, who they hire as, as the future CEO or maybe even who or if they sell mm-hmm. <laughs> Caesars to uh, somebody else. But uh, it's unclear how much of a stake he has in it. I'll link to the CNBC article that talks about it. But uh, interesting stuff because, you know, I think – I can't remember if it was uh, Eleanor Comley from Route 40 or just the main Route 40 Twitter account who tweeted, like, oh, we really thought we were actually – going to be rid of him out of atlantic city <laughs> with this you know he got got rid of taj seems like he was going to sell trump plaza and now he's you know building this stake in in caesar so interesting um i will say for kyle icon carl icon he was the owner of the tropicana when they really turned around the tropicana yeah so i mean if if he thinks something's a good investment he'll certainly invest in it he's not adverse to doing that and trop was certainly a good investment for him yeah and he seemed like he was going to put a bunch of money into Trump Taj Mahal, but all hinging on the, the union taking a crappy deal, which would have just been terrible because it would have meant everybody else. I'm terrible for the union, obviously, because of You're that right. matching deal where every casino can then just be like, ooh, we also we can... enact this crappy deal. Yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, what is it called? Like most favored actor most, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, cor- correct. Uh, so, yeah, that's the Carl Icahn news. All interesting stuff. I mean... Hey, if he comes in and he wants to put a bunch of money into Caesars and Valleys, by all means, I'll welcome Carl uh, I don't, back. I, I, I don't <laughs> think that's why he's investing in them. No, I'm gonna I think he's investing right. in them to try to get rid of the leadership. <laughs> yeah, and potentially do something major with all their Vegas property. Yeah, I suspect that Atlantic City is not playing a big role in his yeah. mind and his investment. Yeah, although, you know, he has more of a history with Atlantic City and success in Atlantic City than a lot of other people who could come in and, oh. and invest in Caesars. That's what you were going to say instead of Vegas. And I'm like, come on, man, the Fontainebleau was great. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was him. Awesome. Good stuff. Well, I, I don't know if he was the one building it or not, but I know he was the owner for a long time. Yeah. Bought all of the dilapidated building and all the parts and 
sold all the furniture Parted to like the it out. plaza or something, I think. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Oh, yeah. That's great. Uh, so, is there anything else about him? I, I, I think that's it. I think you can finish this out with the last piece of news. We had a surprise announcement from Ron Jaworski. Friend, uh, friend, I'm sure, of many Eagles fans who listen to the podcast. Yeah. Atlantic City is getting an Arena League football expansion team. Arena Football League? I think it's the Arena Football League expansion team. Uh-huh. Which means there will be five Arena Football League teams, which is insane because there used to be like 20 Arena League right. football teams. Um, so, yeah, last season there were four. Two of them were owned by Ted Leonsis, the owner of the Washington Capitals and Washington That's Wizards. Right. He has a Washington and a Baltimore team. I think they played each other in the championship. I have no idea. Um, yeah, so that's I mean, the whole scenario is kind of ridiculous. But uh, and then there's also a Philadelphia team, uh, which is an uh, an Albany, New York team. Is the Philly team still owned by John Bon Jovi? I don't the believe soul. so. Uh, anyways, um, so interesting stuff. You know, the history of minor league sports in Atlantic City is not great. Oh, Jaworski actually owns the Philadelphia team, and he runs does some stuff for the league too yes that yeah i think he's heavily involved in league operations so interesting um like i mentioned not the greatest history atlantic city surf baseball team didn't last all that long boardwalk bullies hockey team didn't last all that long no Uh, i feel like i'm forgetting some others but yeah there was a atlantic city seagulls the basketball team didn't Mm. last that long which I found out from the press of Atlantic City that Marty Small played on the team that won the Atlantic City Seagulls team that won whatever championship they won. Awesome. Sirens going off now about yeah. Marty Small. Yes. <laughs> yeah. If you don't follow Marty Small on Twitter or Instagram, get you don't get, you don't get, it. get the sirens. Sirens with every post. Uh, <laughs> so I don't know. Would you go to an AFL game if you were in AC and there was an AFL game? Uh, no, because no. I live near Baltimore and Washington. Oh, that's a good point. I don't I live anywhere. I certainly don't go to any of the AFL games. Like, why would I do that? So, okay, so you're a Baltimore sports fan through and through. Uh, yeah, that's right. If if Baltimore if Baltimore played Atlantic City in the championship of the AFL, no, no. who would you root for? Oh, Baltimore. Uh, I don't know. I might have to root for Atlantic City. Also. Who cares? <laughs> that's yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> but the other the other thing is there've been rumors of a return of a minor league baseball team team to Surf Stadium. We yeah. we have the whatever it is, ACFC. So can you remind me? I soccer, I know that's something happened and I have completely forgotten what what's happening with Baderfield? Is it nothing? With the baseball team or Baderfield itself? Yeah. I don't know. I don't think they've sold it. I don't think they've got a development deal in place. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So nothing. Right. Um, I mean, I know that they gave the former owner of the Atlantic City Surf some months to go try to find a investor to start a team. Yeah. And I don't think that happened yet. In the Atlantic League? Yeah, Atlantic or Can-Am or whatever it is. But, yeah. Well, any, anyway, so just to kind of get to the point. Uh, I'm not I mean, this that. is. <laughs> this is uh it can't be bad for the city of atlantic city certainly stuff like this can only help the city i mean i went to plenty of baltimore blast games as a oh, child those were great 
and I think it's this is approximately the same level as that, but it's just nice to have something to do that's family friendly and uh, can get people together to do whatever in your city. You know, it's just something else they can offer on the entertainment front. So good for the city. I mean, good to have a tenant at Boardwalk Hall. Yeah, right. So I would like it's to a, go to something at Boardwalk Hall because I think it's a beautiful venue. I know. I've, I've never, never been. been. There. We should have uh, gone to boxing that one night. Yeah, we really should have. That was the night I hit a royal. Um, just in case. The 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 first night I hit a royal, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, I do really feel like I, those old venues like that, like, um, I mean, I, I won't group Baltimore Arena in that. That's my own nostalgia. <laughs> no, that's, Baltimore uh, Arena is yeah. horrible. I went to a lot of Skipjacks games, AHL games. Um, but, you know, Boardwalk Hall, Hershey Park Arena is very old, and, and that sort of just, like very pretty like arch inside uh there are a couple others that i'm not thinking of right now but it's unbelievable that you think baltimore arena is nice no baltimore I mean, arena is not nice at all it looks ridiculous <laughs> it's a big square it looks like they just chopped an end off of it by all accounts they apparently have like fixed it up quite a bit and it's much nicer than it used to be which probably makes it worse in your eyes oh i'm but... sure i'm sure um i mean they need to demolish it and replace it but this is not the baltimore podcast yes uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm interested in to see how the sports do. I did. I I, I was told by by all accounts, looking at the history, it will do poorly and go out of business. <laughs> I that's mean, what all sports do in Atlantic City, and it's what all AFL teams do. So yes, it's gonna be tough. It's um, a double whammy. I did try to go by uh, Atlantic City Football Club swag at the sports store in the playground and they didn't have it even though it said on the atlantic city football club website that they did have it so i was disappointed uh, that's what you get for going to the playground I it really is it really, I, if you I, thought anything would bring you happiness in there you were wrong i actually was thinking about the playground today and it made do you know me, what else we tried to sad. do like, it, made, it actually to... made me sad bars in the playground and they were all closed yeah. go see music in the playground it was all closed yeah. What I mean, what is going to happen to that place? Like, do they tear it down? Like, what do you do with sure, it? Surely not. It's way too nice for that. Right. right. I know. It's insane. I mean, it's it's out sort of competed by the outlets, right? Like, Yeah. Uh, so I don't know how you can really It doesn't win have that to be, battle, though, right? But, yeah, that's true. But it's not going to get a lot of foot traffic. Unless there's something in there that brings foot traffic. That's true. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's part, it's part it Bladstein, yeah. man. He's not. He, yeah, he's not going to do anything. So it's going to just wallow. Yeah, and, maybe he'll you know. sell someday. Once Atlantic City is booming, mm-hmm. some once future we've day. Opened the Do for a Win Casino at the Trump Plaza. Yes, and Do for a Win Casino too at the Atlantic Club, and both of yeah. them are number one and number two in revenue in Atlantic City. And Do for a Win Casino three at the Showboat. Ooh, eh, it's so tainted now. <laughs> it's been ruined for you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Speaking of ruined, this podcast. So <laughs> if you want to join us or any of our other listeners, you can do so at our Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash do for a win. You can find all of our wonderful content, including our best of 2018 list at do for a win.com. I posted it. Yeah, indeed. You can find our podcast on iTunes, Central, Google Play, TuneIn Radio. Uh, reach out to Craig on Twitter at Do For a Win or me at Kyle Askin. Or send Craig some questions at Do For a Win at gmail.com. Uh, what's, this, what's the mail status, Craig? 
We don't get a lot of mail. I did get it. Somebody else did email confirming the Golden Nugget uh, fee change. So thank you for emailing. Um, Most of the email I get is like, I found your site. It looks nice. I know SEO. It's like, no, don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Don't need search engine optimization. Yes. I, I log into the blog a lot and look at our feedback. And a lot of it's like, I would like to buy a spot to write a post on your site. And I'm like, delete. Yeah. Anyway, thank you guys very much for listening. I Let's take a look at the calendar. I think we can do... Yeah, we'll, we'll get uh, an episode out before I go to Macau, which we'll probably talk more about next episode. So count down the days. How long until you're in Macau? I get on a plane in two and a half weeks. Two and a half weeks. That's crazy. Yep. So either late next week or early the following week, we need to do a podcast. Or late the following week. Yeah, that's true. Anytime. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Thank you guys very much for listening, and we'll, we'll talk to you next time. You know, I, I don't know what exactly $70 million is, is going to get them. I mean, obviously, it's not going to do crazy huge things are you rolling some dice over there are you that's my ring seven out (laughs) i need like a fidget spinner or something because i just play with my ring a lot when i'm when you're bored by me talking